Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Good House 1968. This is Brother White speaking. What I do is read and interpret from the Tanakh, give the meaning. I read and give the meaning to the Tanakh verses. Uh, I have a sermon. I'm going to do my sermon first and then um, I'll go into the reading and then the vocabulary. It says, uh, well, every member of a congregation or believer pray to good. My, my, uh, Yeshua says, if we pray to good, he will answer our prayers if they are in accordance with his will. So this is something, prayer. It goes to, what, what, what do we really understand about prayer or do we think that it's necessary that we pray? A lot of people don't think that it's necessary that, that we pray. But it says here at Psalms verse chapter 143, says, Hear my prayer, listen to my pleas for mercy. So by petitioning good for mercy, we acquire it because of our heart conditions when we petition him. If it's that we are serious and want to change our ways or, or we are serious about not sinning again doing the same sin over. Lamentation says we should let up, cry out in the the night or pray at the beginning of every watch. We should not hinder another from prayer or try to stop him. It says in Job chapter 15 verse 4, why are you abolishing fear of God and hindering prayer to God? So why would you want to abolish or hinder the prayer to God or even cause the fear of God to come out of a person's heart where they start to sin because they don't recognize the Creator anymore? It says in Acts chapter 10, verse 4, An angel told Cornelius, Your prayer and acts of charity have gone up into God's presence. So we see here that if you pray, good may hear your prayers and answer it. So this is something we want to remember, is that good does hear prayers, but those he blocks out are the ones from the sinners or the wicked people. But those of the righteous or who want to stop sinning, who have an open heart to his word, he hears those prayers. Every member of congregation or believer prays to good. It says that Acts 16, verse 25, Shual and Shilah were praying and singing hymns to God. Then because of this prayer, God freed them from prison. So even today, if we are imprisoned, uh, the Lord may hear our prayers for the righteous and free us because we are we quit sinning, we're trying to lead a righteous life, and there's no deviation from it. We won't sin to do that sin again. It says in Acts chapter 30, verse 34, Shu all kneeled down with the congregation and prayed. So we see here, Shual, or commonly known in the English language as Paul, was praying with the congregation, showing that we need to pray on an individual basis and on a basis of a large, a large mass amount that has assembled to worship good. It says that Paul, excuse me, it says that Romans chapter 1, verse 9, Pray to be able to visit the different congregations. So this Paul prayed to be, or Saul prayed to visit the different congregations. And this prayer was answered by good because he had a long ministry role 
in the uh, faith. He ministered for a good while. It says at First Timothy chapter four, verse four, for everything created by God is good, and nothing received with thanksgiving need to be rejected, because the word of God and prayer made it holy. So we see here the word of God or the prayer to God makes things holy. We want to remember that. So just by a prayer, I mean, most uh, we remember the law. If you touch an unclean thing, you were sinning. You had to uh, make a, a offering back in the days, in the Israelite days on the mountains with Moshe. They had to make an offering. But here we see with Yeshua, who came and uh, gave his life up for us, has changed that law, and that prayer makes things holy now. It says at Second Timothy chapter one verse three, I give thanks to God, whom like my who who like my forebears I worship with a clean conscience and as I regularly remember you in my prayers night and day. So this brother here remembers his brothers and sisters in his prayers night and day. And we should do the same. Remember our neighbors who we should love as ourselves. And remember our children and our family members and to give thanks for giving us life in the next day. All right, that is it for my sermon. Now going to the Bible reading. Those who say at Leviticus or Veyakra, it's uh, Leviticus, it goes to say, Good said to Moshe, give this order to Aharon and his sons. This is the law for the burnt offering. Okay, we've covered that. This is, it goes to say, uh, chapter 7. Verse 1, this is the law for the guilt offering. It is especially holy. They are to slaughter the guilt offering in the place where they slaughter the burnt offering. And its blood is to be splashed all against all the sides of the altar. He is to offer all its fat, the fat tail, the fat covering, the inner organs, two kidneys, the fat on them near the flanks and covering of the liver, which he will remove with the kidneys. The Kohan will make them go up in smoke on the altar as an offering made by fire to good. It is a guilt offering. Every male from a family of Kohan may eat it. It is to be eaten in a holy place. It is especially holy. The guilt offering is like the sin offering. The same laws govern them. It will belong to the Kohan who who uses it to make atonement. So we see here, as I was speaking earlier, about how if you sin, you have to make an offering. So we're going through that, the laws of uh, offering up sin and guilt offerings. The Kohan who offers someone's burnt offering will possess the hide of the burnt offering which he has offered. Every grain offering baked in the oven, cooked in a pot, or fried on a griddle will belong to the Kohan who offers it. 
But every grain offering which is mixed with olive oil and is, or is dry will belong to all the sons of Aharon equally. This is the law for sacrificing peace offerings offered to good. If a person offers it for giving thanks, he is to offer it for the thanksgiving sacrifice of unleavened cakes with mixed with olive oil, matzah spread with olive oil, and cakes made of fine flour with olive oil and fried. With cakes of, un, of cakes of leavened bread, he is to present his offering together with the sacrifices with the sacrifice of his peace offering for giving thanks. From each kind of offering he is to present one as a gift for good. It will belong to the Kohan who splashed the blood of the peace offering against the altar. The meat of the sacrifice of his peace offering for giving thanks is to be eaten on the day of his offering. He is not to leave any He is not to leave any of it until morning. But if the sacrifice connected with his offering is for a vow or is a voluntary offering, then while it is to be eaten on the day he offers sacrifice, what remains of it may be eaten the next day. However, what remains of the meat of the sacrifice on the third day is to be burned up completely. If any of the meat of the sacrifice of his peace offering is eaten on the third day, the sacrifice will neither be accepted nor credited to the person offering it. Rather, it will have become a disgusting thing. Whoever eats of it will bear the consequences of his wrongdoing. So we see here that the Lord set up laws as far as governing the sacrifices of where you could uh, do a certain thing or couldn't, or it became an abomination or something unclean if you did went against the law. As for the meat, everyone who is clean may eat it. But a person in a state of uncleanliness who eats any meat from the sacrifice of the peace offering made to good will be cut off from his people. Anyone who touches something unclean, whether the uncleanliness be from a person, from an unclean animal, or from some other unclean detestable thing, and then eats the meat from the sacrifice of the peace offering for good. That person will be cut off from his people. Good said to Moshe, Say to the people of Israel, You are not to eat the fat of bulls, sheep, or goats, the fat of animals that die of themselves or are killed by wild animals, may be used for any other purpose, but under no circumstances are you to eat it. For whoever eats the fat of animals of kind used in presenting an offering made by fire to good will be cut off from his people. You are not to eat any kind of blood, whether from birds or animals, in any of your homes. Whoever eats any blood will be cut off from his people. So we see here the fat and the blood of animals shouldn't have been eaten for certain types of animals and in the blood, the blood for anything. You couldn't eat blood uh, from whether it was a human, an animal, or anything. Good said to Moses, say to the people of Israel, a person who offers his sacrifice of peace offering to good is to bring part of his sacrifice of peace offering as his offering for good. He is to bring with his own hands the offerings for, for good made by fire. He is to bring the breast with its fat. The breast is to be waved as a wave offering before good. The Kohan is to make that fat go up in...
and smoke on the altar, but the breast will belong to a heart and his descendants. You are to give the right thigh from your sacrifices of peace offering to the Kohan as a contribution. The descendants of a horn who offers the blood of peace offering is to have the right thigh as his share, for the breast has been waved and the thigh has been contributed. I have taken from the people of Israel out of their sacrifices a peace offering and given them to a horn, the Kohan, and to his descendants, as their share forever from the people of Israel. On the day when the Hard and his sons were presented to serve good in the office of Kohan, this portion was set aside for him and his descendants from the offerings for good made by fire. On the day they were anointed, good ordered that this be given to them by the people of Israel. It is their share forever through all generations. This is the law for the burnt offering the grain offering, the sin offering, the guilt offering, the consecration offering, and the sacrifice for peace offering, which good ordered Moshe on Mount Sinai on the day he ordered the people of Israel to present their offerings to good in the Sinai desert. Good said to Moshe, take a horn and his sons with him, the garments, the anointing oil, the bull for the sin offering, the two rams in the basket of matzah, and assembled the entire community at the entrance to the tent of meeting. Moshe did as good had ordered, good ordered him, and the community was assembled at the entrance to the tent of meeting. Moshe said to the community, This is what good has ordered to be done. Moshe brought a horn and his sons, washed them with water, and put the tonic on, on him wrapped the sash around him, clothed him with the robe, put the ritual vest on him, wrapped around him the decorated belt, and fastened to the vest fastened the vest to him w- with it. He put the breast, breastplate on him, and into the breastplate he put the urim and turnum turman tumen, excuse me, the tumen. He set the turban on his head and on front of the, the turban he affixed the gold plate, the holy ointment as good had ordered Moshe. Then Moshe took the anointing oil and anointed the tabernacle and everything in it, thus consecrating them. He sprinkled Shem on the altar seven times, anointing the altar with all its utensils and the basin with its, with its base to consecrate them. He poured some of the anointing oil on a horn's head and anointed him to consecrate him. Moshe brought a horn's sons, clothed them with tunics, wrapped sashes on them, and put headgear on them, and as good had ordered him. Then the young bull for the sin offering was brought, and Aharon and his sons laid their hands on the head of the bull for the sin offering. After it had been slaughtered, Moshe took the blood and put it on the horns of the altar, all the way around his finger, thus purifying the altar. The remaining blood he poured out at the base of the altar and consecrated it to make atonement for it. Moshe took all the fat of the inner organs, the covering of the liver, the two kidneys, and their fat, and made it go up in smoke on the altar. But the bull, its hide, its flesh, and its dung were taken outside the camp and burned up completely as good had ordered Moshe. Next, the ram for the burnt offering was presented. 
Ahoran and his sons laid their hands on the head of the ram. And after it had been slaughtered, Moshe splashed the blood on all sides of the altar. When the ram had been cut in pieces, Moshe made the head of pieces and fat go up in smoke. When the inner organs and lower parts of the legs had been washed with water, Moshe made the entire ram go up in smoke on the altar. It was a burnt offering giving a fragrant aroma, an offering made by fire to good, as good had ordered Moshe. Then the other ram was presented, the ram of consecration. A horn and his sons lay their their hands on the head of the ram. After it had been slaughtered, Moshe took some of its blood and put it on the tip of Ahoran's right ear, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. Next, Ahoran's sons were brought, and Moshe put some of the blood on tips of their right ears, on the thumbs of their right hands, and on the big toes of their right foot, right feet. Then Moshe splashed the blood on all sides of the altar. He took the fat, the fat tail, all the fat covering the inner organs and covering of the liver, the two kidneys with their fat in the right thigh. From the basket of matzah, that was before good, he took one piece of matzah, one cake of all bread, one wafer, and placed them on the fat and on the right thigh. Then he put it in all Ahoran's hands and in the hands of his sons and waved them as a wave offering before good. Moshe took them out of their hands and made them go up in smoke on the altar on top of the burnt offerings. They were a consecration offering giving a fragrant aroma, an offering made by fire to good. Moshe took the breast and waved it as a wave offering before good. It was Moshe's portion of the ram consecration, as good had ordered Moshe. Moshe took some of the anointing oil and some of the blood which was on the altar and sprinkled it on Aharon and his clothing and on his sons with him and on their clothing and consecrated Aharon and his clothing together with his sons and their clothing. Moshe said to Aharon and his sons, Boil the meat at the door of the tent of meeting, and eat it there with bread that is in the basket of consecration. As I ordered when I said to that to Ahoran, and his sons are to eat it. Whatever is left over of the meat and bread, you are to burn up completely. You are not to go out from the entrance to the tent of meeting for seven days until the days of your consecration are over since good will be consecrating you for seven days. He ordered done what has been done today in order to make atonement for you. You are to remain at the entrance to the tent of meeting day and night for seven days, thereby obeying what good ordered done, so that you may not die. For this is what I ordered Ahoran and his sons did all things which good ordered through Moshe. So we see there were certain procedures or things that had to be done, consecrations and things that had to be done in order for them to live, to be present before good. And this is something we want to remember is that we must be holy in order to be present before good 
as far as because of Yeshua giving a sacrifice, his life for us. We no longer have to use animal sacrifices, but we want to be holy when we come before good and pray for forgiveness for sins that we are going to stop doing. All right, now it's time for my vocabulary. And what I do is call the spelling out of the word and tell what it means. And here we have, because it means will, and it's aleph, bet, and uh, vav. It's spelled aleph, bet, and vav. And those are the Hebrew alphabet, the Hebrew alphabet, Aleph for the A, Bet for the B, and Vav. And then we have here, Feed or Fatten, Aleph, Bet, and Mem. And next we have City of Issachar, Aleph, Bet, and Tessaid. And then we have here, Aleph, Bet, and Quaff. It means run away. So those are the words uh, I'm going to do today. And uh, now I've, I've done that. Matter of fact, I'll cover some more. This means to wrestle. A left bet. Well, it's still a left bet quaff, but it has a T under a left and two dots under bet. And thus means pinions, Aleph, Bet, and Dalet. <coughs> Excuse me, that's Aleph, Bet, and Resh. It means pinions, Aleph, Bet, and Resh. We have our, le- uh, our next word, which means strong, Aleph, Bet, Yud, and then Resh. And here's our next word that means mighty or valent. Our left bet with a dot in it, yud, and then resh. And here's our next word. Prostrate thyself. Our left bet, resh, dalet. All right, that is it for my reading for today. And... Now, I'm going to say a prayer, and I'll be leaving you. I'm sorry I didn't open in prayer, which is what I should remember to do, because it's good to pray that the brothers and sisters are able to receive understanding through Ruach HaKadosh. All right, good, I petition you that the brothers and sisters were able to receive some insight of your word, the Tanakh. I pray that they are able to become holy through their their actions by doing what the Bible says and following your word to the utmost of their ability with their heart, all their heart and soul and strength. And I pray that you watch over and guide us and protect us from the blows and missiles of Satan, the devil, and its demons. And I pray that you offer a shelter within your heart. And I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen.